Hello, and today we're going to be talking about, I know you're sick of it, but I'm obsessed with the show Sister Wives. Not that I love the show, I really kind of fucking hate it, but it's like a shit show. I can't stop watching. I am glued to that TV every Sunday to watch what misadventures might go on there. And today I'm going to talk specifically about Robin. And I know everyone's like, oh, she's such an easy target. She even claims that, oh, poor me, I'm such an easy target. Well, you kind of are. And you kind of made this bed. So I don't feel too bad for you. First of all, Someone posted pictures of, like, of when they were having, I think it was Christmas at Robin's house. And I didn't realize, like if you looked at the stills, she's a little bit of a hoarder. Like there are pictures of just baker's racks with just tons of, I don't know if it's medicine or what kind of products, but it looks like it's either beauty supply or healthcare supplements or something. She's got a shit ton of them around, which leads to so many questions there. She's got this art on the wall that looks like she raided a Holiday Inn fireside sale. I mean, it's just some of the ugliest fucking art I've ever seen in my life. I'm pretty sure that her five-year-old could finger paint better looking art than what's on her wall. It, one is like a deer that's on fire, it almost looks like. Anyway, anyway. Uh, and for those, you know, oh, that's so into the rules. And granted, you know, they may have been vaccine by the time this picture comes out. I don't know. But there's the picture that's floating around of him and Robin, Cody and Robin, at a mall. Uh, allegedly Victoria's Secret. She has got a thing about Victoria's Secret. Allegedly, allegedly she's only buying like long sleeve shirts and long pants because she's got long legs and she's got a special order. Bitch, please. Please. All right, so she's she's probably got to get plus size now because she is not the skinny mini she was before. Anyway, I can say that because I'm a fat ass too. So in the mall, no mask, no social distancing. They have dinner. I don't know if it's the same night or not. I didn't pay attention to what they were wearing. But they're in a nice little dinner in a public restaurant with people sitting at the next table. And if you look close, it looks like two flutes of champagne in front of them. I thought they didn't drink alcohol. I thought that went against their religion. Because if you remember so many episodes back when the girls went to, I think it was like Seattle or something like that for a girl's trip, they decided to do beer tastings and like, well, we're just going to sip them. We're just going to sip them. I think Mary even asked, would will y'all be offended if we order it? Oh, no, no, no. And you know, Robin is just so, I don't think she even touched it. And I'm like, oh, hypocrite much? Drinking some champagne, so that's okay. Having sex before marriage, evidently that's okay. And kissing before marriage, clearly that's okay. So you and your uh, religion don't seem to go hand in hand. But what's really funny is there is a picture of Robin when they first met versus Robin now. Oh my God. Oh my God. And this is someone who grew up with some bushy ass eyebrows. Robin, damn girl. I mean, she's got thin ones. I don't know if she overplucked or she just always had thin eyebrows, but she is overcompensating to like a Groucho Marx level. It's scary. So to look at this picture, look it up. I'm going to post it. And uh, 
Robin. Supposedly, you know, Cody is saying Christine betrayed him and, and, you know, he's heard this from others. Others? Who? What others? What others are you hearing this from? Oh, Robin. Because I'm pretty sure Christine and Mary wouldn't have said anything. I mean, Janelle and Mary. Definitely Janelle. Mary, I don't know. Robin, and I hate to talk about somebody with her kids, but I'm totally going to. She coddles the fuck out of those kids. Those kids are fucked up. So I think the whole reason, I think a lot of people agree that they moved to uh, Arizona is because her boy ended up getting uh, accepted to a college there, which I think he only went to a semester. Anyway, so huh, I always wondered, I'm like, of all the places they could move to, they pick Flagstaff. And I'm sure all of us are sitting here thinking, man, if I could live anywhere in the world, I think I'd want to live in Flagstaff. So I think we know now why they picked that. Her five-year-old walking around with a pacifier in her mouth that kid is five for that birthday party. I don't know if she was turning five then or turning six then. Running around with a pacifier in her mouth. You, Robin Brown, need to be throat punched for that if nothing else. You're fucking up the kid's teeth. And what kid that can walk needs a pacifier? And if you're a parent out there and your kid can walk and you've got a pacifier in its mouth, you need to be spacked in the face too. Anyway, the one kid's got, you know, panic attacks. Well, I wonder why. Robin is this, oh, anxiety, emotional mess, especially when you were like, oh, you know, they're not going to come visit us for Thanksgiving. I mean, you're basically setting up how their emotion should be instead of saying, oh, you know, Janelle and Christine, they're going to go visit their older kids that they haven't been able to see all year. That would have been an excuse that the kids would have been like, oh, that makes sense. But instead, you set it up like, oh, they don't like us anymore. I guess that's not why they're coming. Again, you need to shut the fuck up. Oh, well. And I don't trust somebody who doesn't like animals. If you remember, and I'd forgotten about this till I'd read somebody post it, they'd gone to a petting zoo, like, seasons ago. And she was just grossed out by it because of the germs. And not long ago, she said something about, and I think it was a slight to Christine, of the, well, you know, Cody doesn't like dogs. Uh... Bitch, when we first met Cody, he was running around with this dog that they'd found or whatever. Loved the dog. When the dog died, they took it back to Utah to bury it there. Uh, He fucking likes dogs. You don't fucking like dogs, which means he now doesn't like dogs. So, again, Trump doesn't like dogs. He's a douchebag. You don't like dogs. You're a fucking douchebag too, Robin and anybody else that doesn't like him. Janelle, oh, she didn't want shit to do with the sister wives closet. I think she learned real quick, we ain't gonna make money on this. Why am I fucking spending my time doing this? This is bullshit. This is a waste of time. She might be the smartest one, which is what's shocking me that she has not left yet. I would have left just because I'm like, y'all are blowing my money on stupid shit. You know, a $900,000 house nearly for, for Robin and then uh, this land that we are not going to do dick with. We are not going to do shit with this land. You are spending my hard-earned money for bullshit while I'm living a fucking RV so we can save money. And you're going to Victoria's Secret. God knows how much money you're spending there. Which we know when she was with David Jessup, she racked up about a $1,000 debt just for that. Not including the Sears and the Target. And, oh my God, she, 
contributes nothing. The sister wives isn't fucking working. I don't know of anything else she's doing. She's a stay-at-home mom. Hush, dog. Which, that set her up pretty sweet, right? You know, she comes from, oh, I had to work and support my three kids, and we lived in this apartment, to now she's got this fat-ass house with all this furniture. Where did this furniture come from? Did she have that in storage? I don't know, because we didn't see it in the apartment. So now she's got all this stuff and all this big house, and she's contributing zero except her dick-sucking skills. And the crying, dude, fucking Robin. Nobody is believing that you're fucking crying. Stop. No one believes you. And this last tell-all, dabbing. You know, when I'm crying, okay, there might be a little come out of this side, but it's mainly coming out of right here, you know. And definitely snot boogies coming out. And she was trying to do the sniffle thing. Robin's got a tell. And if you look back in the very first season, when she would for real cry, her nose turned as red as Rudolph. Now, not turning red at all. And it hasn't for a while. She's like, I think it was any time the interviewer asked a question that she couldn't think of an answer right away, she'd be like, it's just, I'm, I'm thinking really hard. I cannot come up with an answer. I'm just angry. Okay, I'm just, let me fix my eyebrows. I'm just angry. I'm angry watching you fake cry. I think we all are. And Cody claims that there's clicks. You know, this click is against Robin. Just go ahead and say it. Janelle and Christine. Because those are the two that work best together. They took care of each other's kids. Uh, Christine would cook dinner so Janelle didn't have to. I mean, they worked as a team, which I thought is what you would want in Sister Wives. You would want wives that would work well together and get shit done instead of this petty shit, you know, popping out kids 16 years after the fact. I mean, Truly, I know, was the last one. But man, you don't fucking spend all time with Truly either. Truly is about the same age as Solomon, maybe like a year difference, but mm. Oh, and the, the kids and the wives are bullying Robin. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I want to bully Robin because she's a piece of shit. I want to bully you more, Cody, that fucking hair. Oh, the fucking hair. Now, I tried to do a little digging. And so her first husband, David Jessup, he's like polygamist family too. They lived in a trailer, in a trailer. Uh, she worked full time as a single mom, but she had these tons of people proposing her. I don't want to brag. Kind of sounds like you're bragging. And like you divorce from the time you divorced to the time you married Cody was like three years. So in two, three years, you had all these proposals. I'm going to call bullshit on that one too. And supposedly, and I haven't seen these papers, but I've heard people allege that drinking was an issue. I'm like, I, if that's true, I find that hilarious because supposedly she's against drinking. And uh, it says it in the papers, no exceptions of drinking while in the presence of the kids. That could be David, but it sounds like it's to both of them, put to both of them. And and in uh, the whole, uh, the premarital sex. So, when she married David, she was already pregnant with Dayton. 
already pregnant. So clearly she had some premarital sex. And supposedly that was the thing of like, oh, you know, he tricked me into, you know, I, he took away my purity, I think was the word she used. He took my purity and, oh, I just, oh. Because, you know, you never see that coming when a guy is trying to get with you unless you're saying that he raped you. But if that's the case, why the fuck did you marry him and have two more kids? Again, not to victim shame, but I think you're lying. That's because you've told so many lies. I mean, I don't know how you keep up with them. It's amazing. You and Mary are like, I mean, I love Mary. I do. But, man, I've caught her in a few fibs, too. So she is not picture perfect as well. But when Cody, remember way back when he lectured the kids of like, you shouldn't even kiss, specifically the daughters, uh, like even kissing before getting married is bad. He says, when you kiss, hormones go into your mouth that will stimulate both your heart and the body for other reasons, okay? Hormones go in your mouth. This is another guy that I don't want to take medical advice from. And that... They said that Robin was in rotation before she got married when they were courting. Now, what does in rotation mean? Does that mean you're just spending a day visiting? Or does that mean... I mean, if she had premarital sex before. she I can't even believe she was wearing white to this wedding, but whatever. So, uh, in rotation, you can't, again, tell me that he drove four or five hours to see her when before they got married, when they were courting. Where did he sleep? Did he get a hotel? Did he sleep on the couch? They were probably fucking. Let's be honest. They were probably fucking. So how hilarious it is to you to uh, lecture your kids while you've got this unmarried woman in rotation that you were even talking about moving her into the house before you got married. So supposedly, David is the one that filed for divorce not Robin. Allegedly, David signed his rights away, but I've seen where he saw the kids not that long ago. I saw a picture of the kids older, so he's seeing them somehow. She got pregnant with Dayton before they got married in 1999, because they got married June 26, 1999. Dayton was born January 16th, 2000. Yeah, I can do math. You were already knocked up. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was knocked up too. Now, Robin supposedly claimed that she was misled by David because he changed his mind about polygamy. He got in it and he realized, you know, I don't think I want that. And you, I guess you wanted someone else to help take care of you and your kids is what I'm hearing because it's what it's looking like today. So because he didn't want polygamy, he misled you. Okay, whatever. Now... I was looking up some videos, and his first cousin, Heidi Nuttall, responded on a YouTube video. She says, let's remember, folks, there's always two sides to every story. I could tell you stories about Robin that would curl your eyebrow hairs. Yes, I am liking her. I am liking her. She says that Robin left David with a debt, not the other way around. Mm-mm-mm. She went on to say, I think Robin is making her own bed to lie in. Uh, she says the world is learning just as we have what kind of person she really is. I'm like, oh my God, I would love for her to do a tell-all. I would love to see that. I would love that. I wish David would. But he's like, oh, I don't want to be in the limelight, blah, 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 as family is saying. 
And I respect that. Fine. I wouldn't want to be a part of that shit show either. And at least have your dignity. And he's off the grid, so I don't know if he's some sort of mountain man or what, but whatever. And with the tell-all, they, oh, they got to talk about the catfishing. Oh, my God. Granted, I'm late to the show. I didn't really know what catfishing was till I heard about this. And, oh, man. So, she and Sam met on Twitter. And they were just, like, just commenting on each other's stuff. And then, you know, they'd send each other, like, I guess, direct messages. And then somehow there was an exchange of phone numbers. And, oh, he's my friend. And then it rolls on. Baby, I love you. And all this stuff. I'm like, mm, that is not something I would say to my friend. And their relationship only lasted about six months. They're online. Ooh, and the voicemails, uh, you know, they talk on the phone. So she heard the voice. But, the, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sam, or who this person is, fucking big old lesbian. I mean, when you look in the in the dictionary for butch lesbian, this chick fits the bill. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying... Chick is diving on some carpet. I'm just calling it what it is. And the, and she comes up, Sam, comes up with these different personalities. So there's Sam, and then there's this friend, Lindsay or something. And she's, like, having two different conversations going on with Mary. Like, I guess to make the whole thing seem real. Blowing my mind. So this Lindsay person goes on a Disney vacation with her. I'm like... You know, wouldn't you kind of, I mean, I know you can like fake your voice and stuff on the phone, but like, wouldn't you be like, man, these voices sound kind of alike, you know? The voicemails that this Sam person has put online, like literally has put the voicemail messages and put it on this person, his, her. The person is saying that he's a he. I think we all knew he is a she, but it's called not bat. Not BatmanYet.com. Woo! Let me tell you, there are pages. This person documented just about every voicemail that was sent. And, you know, I don't think they're very racy. You know, I mean, maybe their idea of racy and my idea are clearly very different. I mean, like, the whole, oh, you know, there's a picture of her eating a banana suggestively. I'm like... If that was suggestively, you don't want to see some of the shit I've done. But, you know, they like, hey, baby. And, I mean, she just, after a while, she starts sounding super needy, super clingy. Like that typical psycho chick is, is what she comes across as. And I don't know if that's before or after she finds out this is a chick. Regardless, super clingy, super creepy. And that got me interested. I'm like, I don't know this much about catfishing. So there's a TV show that I'm sure everyone's seen, except for me, uh, on MTV called Catfish TV. And it's been on for like eight seasons. So I'm just now watching it. And it's based off this 2010 film Catfish, where this guy, Nev, he got catfished. uh, And he filmed a documentary on this Facebook relationship that he had that wasn't real. He's thinking that he's talking to one person, but he's really talking to that person's mom. It's a little... Creepy ash issue there. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't understand catfishing. That's just that's a lot. That's just too much. It's too much work. It's too much time. How do you keep up with all these lies that you've come up with? I mean, that's just 
a lot of work. I, I don't understand it. And what's the end game? I mean, what is the point? Is Are you trying to get money out of them? Is it the attention? Is there a rush? Is it like an addiction? I don't understand what the point is. It, it just, it seems stupid to me. And these, uh, sometimes they're the same sex, you know, like with Mary's catfish. And I'm like, I'm watching the show and some of these people are like, you know, hey, I am not into chicks. And oh, come to find out, it's a chick that you've been talking to. So you do... That's why I don't like online dating, because you don't really know what you're finding. You don't know what you're dating. So, oh, she's a model. Dude, dude, I can see you. I can see you. And if you think this model chick is hitting you up, that's your first red flag right there. You need to just turn around and skedaddle, because you're being played, my friend. You are being played. They call it catfish. Uh, who are these people, honestly, that answer numbers that come up unknown? I don't answer them. I don't answer pretty much any call I get because it's usually someone asking me about my extended warranty or it's some sort of scam saying my social security number has expired and people buy that stuff. And these people have been talking online for years. Years. Why would you invest this much time in someone that you've literally never seen in real life or at the very least, you've never FaceTimed, Zoomed, Skyped, any of that. I mean, dude, we have technology. You cannot tell me your camera has been broken for that long. That's bullshit. Another red flag that should be going off in your head. And, you know, I like that they do the research. I think it's so neat how they take a photo and then they do a reverse search of it, which, you know, so they find out, mm, look, you're using this person's picture. Totally cool. Checking on who owns the phone number, checking on their social media accounts, which I'm like, why didn't the original dude do this to begin with? But all right, whatever. Even search names. I'm like, it's simple shit this dude is doing that you couldn't do yourself. But and like a guy who's talking to a chick for a couple years. Oh, bless his heart. He was a sweet guy. Can't remember his name. Adam, I think it was. Talking to this chick for a couple of years. I love her. This is She's the one. Buys a ring is ready to give this person a ring. Like, I've never seen her. We've never gotten online. Boom! Click! It's a dude from Africa. He's doing this shit for a living, living. So, chick, dude, running a huge scam on you. Again, I can't feel sorry for you. I can't feel sorry for you because so many red flags should have gone up. And, don't fuck, and, and then he ends up sending her the ring, or him the ring, to give to his girlfriend. Like, dude, he ain't got... One, he probably doesn't have a girlfriend. Two, if he does, he ain't gonna give her that ring. He's gonna go and pawn that shit. I mean, have you learned nothing from this show? Uh, one uh, chick was talking to a guy who said he was in California. Oh, no, no. Then come to find... No, I'm really in Georgia. Ended up being a chick. I mean, what did you think you were going to charm them so much that when they found out who you really were, they're going to be like, you know, I guess I am gay. I don't know that it works that way. Oh, I did watch an episode that had Machine Gun Kelly in it. And I I was impressed with myself that I knew who that was. So not wanting to brag. But uh, I knew him from the Showtime show Roadies, which I think is really good. Not for his music. But uh, some send money. Dude, I don't send money to people I know. Like, why... Are you going to send them to these online douchebags? But there is a show on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. Mm. 
I watched it twice yesterday because it was so, so much going on. I'm like, I don't know that I caught everything. I'm, I'm going to need to back up and check this out again. So this guy, he finds these matches on Tinder. And I guess people, you know, everyone's looking for love, clearly in all the wrong places. And so many red flags are popping up. No one with allegedly as much money as they say they are is ever, ever going to ask you for money. When would that ever happen? And some people are like, oh, you know, these women are just gold diggers. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to victim shame them. If anything, they're stupid. Uh, I think there's so many red flags they should have seen that they didn't. And maybe they were so consumed with finding a relationship. But, man, if anyone ever, like, hey, you know, I'm, I can't use my credit card right now. Can you send me $10,000? I, I couldn't stop laughing my ass off at them. That would be just the most ridiculous, stupid thing I have ever heard. So, so many red flags, asking for money, and this guy is constantly traveling. And uh, then, she, you know, they're making sweet love. First day they fucking meet, which is fine. I've done that, too. And she's feeling these, like, marks on him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got that when I was in a African jail. Like, one of my diamond deals went bad. Did I mention this guy? It claims to come from a huge diamond empire that his father's this diamond king. Anyway. He takes them out, he wines and dines them, flies them on a private jet, goes to luxury hotels, dropping major coin, right? Uh, why in the hell would you get on an airplane with someone you literally just met? You met him that day. He tells you to go home, pack a bag, and you fucking do, and you get on a plane. On your first date, have you ever heard of sex trafficking? Because this sounds pretty much like how it starts. All right, didn't do that. He gets their passport information, allegedly, to schedule flights. Sounds enough, right? I told you the father is allegedly the king of diamonds, so he calls himself the prince of diamonds. And there was only one photo they showed of him with his father. And when you really look at it, totally photoshopped. He photoshops himself in the image with the dad and some other woman. Like, oh, dude. Which, granted, Photoshop can be good, but... Mm. And this guy, so many red flags. He travels so much, uh, supposedly for business, and he's super busy. Well, why would you want somebody that's that busy all the time that they can't be in a relationship? Okay, again, red flag. This guy's got a slew of friends. He's got, like, people that travel with him. He's got a bodyguard named Peter and a business partner and all these people. And his, his uh, baby mama will sometimes travel with him. It's just weird. So she sees he's posted photos on Tinder that are new. And he says, oh, yeah, you're the one I want. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to delete Tinder. And it's just you and me, baby. So he, she basically outs him, but she's still in for it. So Peter, the bodyguard, gets attacked. And she's sending pictures of this bald guy with these gashes in his head and, like, a video of him with allegedly, you know, an EMT in an ambulance tending to him. And she's freaking out, like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, oh, my security team has said there's been a security breach and I'm in danger and I can't use my credit cards. Uh, but, you know, can you, do you have American Express? I love how specific he is. American Express. Can you send me one? Get your credit limit increased and send me one. I'll, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back, baby. Ooh, there is 
a Henry Rollins song called Liar, and this is the epitome of this. But again, people are, you know, hook, lined, and sinker, which I guess is why they call it catfishing. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I, I would be out at the whole, I was in an African jail. I'm done, you know, but that, you stay, you stay. And then you're like, oh, there's been a security breach and Peter was attacked. Yep, I gotta go. You got too much drama going on. I'm out. Oh, now you want me to send you a credit card and extend my credit limit? Yeah, no. That is the beauty of being as poor and shitty credited as I am. This will probably never, ever have happen to me and I don't have to worry about it. But these people, mm, he deletes his Instagram because of this threat. His enemies are out for him. And he ends up uh, telling her to put hers on private. So he plans on them moving in together. Her name's Cecilia. Cecilia. And uh, and then he's got some that are just, you know, they meet, but it doesn't click. So they just are friends. And her name's Pernilla. Uh, so him and Cecilia continue, uh, continue the, he, with most of these women, he'll continue the relationship for about a month before he starts hitting them up for money. And like these relationships only last a few months, if as you can imagine. So he gets these women, Cecilia, to use their credit uh, cards, increase their credit limits. He even makes up these fake paycheck stubs coming from his business so it looks like she's an employee for him of course his business is fake too she doesn't know that and sends it so it looks like she can show the credit card companies like look i am making so much more money of course credit card companies are like boom 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 and if you've ever had a credit card you know the crazy interest rate these things have but whatever whatever that's fine and oh my god and he gets them to believe he's in danger from these enemies I've never heard a human being use the word enemy so much. It is amazing. Uh, this chick, oh my God, she even got like loans for thousands of dollars. He said to her, like, I need uh, $25,000 cash and uh, you need to go. And she's like, where am I going to get it? So she takes out loans to give him $25,000 cash because, again, he can't use his bank or his credit card because his enemies can find him. I love you, Celia, but fuck, dude. Dude, you should have ran so many times. I, I mean, like, I don't know how a Mack truck could have hit you more in the fucking face. And so many of these women fell for the same exact scam. His name is Simon. Simon Lviv or something like that. He's supposedly from Israel. Or he is from Israel. Uh, so he sends uh, money that they never receive. And he sends checks that the banks won't cash. So evidently they're fake as well. This chick ends up in a hole for $250,000. $250,000. And that's one person. Uh, she's like, I thought, I, I thought he knew me. Dude, he knew you were a good mark. That's what he knew. He knew you were a good mark. Now he's got their passport information. He's got her mother's phone number. He knows where she lives. I mean, she's freaking out. I was afraid. I don't know what he's capable of. Dude, he's a schmuck. Like, any any guy that's going to be threatening you, like, oh, you don't know the kind of, you you don't want me as an enemy, and, you know, uh, actions, have reactions. I'm like, dude, I would beat the shit out of his Gucci-wearing ass because he loves wearing designer clothes. 
somebody like that ain't going to throw a punch. But anyway, anyway, he's a schmuck. Again, that's the amazing thing about being poor. So she's like, oh my God, Amex, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm sorry. So they're like, we're going to come see you. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard of a credit card company coming to you. She's even afraid that they're going to lock her up. They see his picture. They're like, do you have a picture? She shows it. And they're like, oh, that's him. He's done this many times with many different names. So this is what he does for a living. There's no diamond business. And when these girls Google him, it's like uh, some letters, diamonds, LLD diamonds or something like that. If you look closely, it's .co. And they're looking up .com, and that's like really a website. But if you do the .co, there's no website for that. Okay. Anyway, so this guy was convicted a few years back in Finland uh, earlier but, and has gotten out and continued the scamming. He is wanted in Israel by the police. So three Finnish women, Cecilia, Pernilla, and God knows how many other women, right? So he ends up being from Israel. So these investigators, uh, reporters, they go and they're going down there. The roads are getting smaller and the area is getting shittier and shittier. And there's this very small apartment building. It's very Orthodox Jewish area, very poor looking area. And so different than what he presents himself on social media. There's a letter on the door from a creditor for Shimon Hayut, which I guess is his birth name. Mother shows up. She's like, oh, you know, I've not seen him since he left when he was 18. I don't want anything, you know, I don't have anything to do with him. I haven't seen him. And so they're like, all right. So they go check with the local police to see if they're familiar with him. In 2017, he changed his name to Simon Laviv. So evidently his legal name now is that. He borrowed money using the same pictures of Peter and video and all that to get money from uh, Pernilla. She meets him and his new girlfriend, Paulina, which happens to be this model. They meet up in Mykos, Greece, and just have a big old time there, right? He sends these women fake receipts showing that he's paid on the credit cards, right? But clearly those are fakes as well. And he'll even supposedly pay them, like, I'm sending this to your bank. And he sends more than he even borrowed from. So they're like, oh, wow, I'm getting something out of this. Fake, 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 fake. So she gives the money on her Amex for flight tickets for him. Uh, she gives cops info on where he's going to be because she purchased the tickets for him. This is Pernilla. And he's going to be in Munich. So it gets like, oh, it's exciting. It's like a, we're going to chase him down. So he spends money on one woman that he's taken from the other woman, then spends money on another woman that he's taken from the second woman. It's like like a pyramid scheme, or I guess they called it a Ponzi scheme. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, he's, it, it's, it's almost brilliant if it wasn't so horrible. So he, he would spend like $20,000 in three days. Amazing. So they're coming out of this restaurant. He gives Pernilla this fake watch to sell. But of course he's, you know, not saying that it's fake, but it ends up being fake. So they come out, and they look up, and there's a garage. There's a cameraman, like, taking pictures. And he's like, oh, there's a cameraman, a cameraman. And so they jump in a car, take off, speeding through Munich like crazy people. And she's like, ah, let me out, let me out. And she's like, oh, who are these people, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, it's my enemies, my enemies. 
it's just almost comical how any human being adult uses the word enemies as much as this dude does. It's fucking hilarious. So, and these people, when they go to the hotels and restaurants, they know him by his name. He is a regular customer and no one blinks an eye because I guess they're getting paid, allegedly. So, uh, there's a bigger, and so when he's realizing, you know, like, you know, if he thinks one's betraying him, he's like, there's a bigger price to pay. You double cross me and you've got to pay for it. I would have laughed so much in his face. That is just hilarious. I guess, you know, I was raised by my great-grandmother. So not even grandmother, great-grandmother. And probably like the best thing that came out of that, probably the only thing good that came out of her raising me is that she taught me not to take shit from anybody. So if somebody like that tries to threaten me, that's adorable. That's adorable that you think... I'm going to be scared by that, but all right, whatever. And I had to figure out what, what app, WhatsApp is because they use that all the time to communicate. So I guess that's a way of not having numbers. I don't know. So there's an Amsterdam woman that finds uh, this article that, that comes out that these you know investigators put out. And she's like, oh, my God, he's my boyfriend, too. Her name's Eileen. So this is woman number three. When the article comes out, he couldn't use Tinder anymore because uh, he was all over. Like, you Googled, all the, this article kept coming up because people are, like, sharing it like crazy. His picture comes up. It's talking about that. So he's basically trapped in Prague. Uh, now, he still wanted to use the third woman, asking her, like, I need money. I need help. But, like, I will be homeless soon. You know, da, da, da. I don't know why I make him have a French accent, but... I don't know, a very good Israeli accent. She's like, oh, you know, pawn your cars, uh, sell your house. I need money. I'm, I'm good to be homeless. Then he's like, oh, I'm staying and showing pictures. He loves to take pictures of himself and where he's at. So all these airplane pictures and car pictures are now turning into, I paid $12 for this hostel. Look, I have not had a chance to, to shave. My beard is coming out. Hilarious. All right. So, uh... Trapped in uh, Prague, uh, she plans on swindling the swindler. Brilliant. She's like, all right, I'm going to... Like, she knows what's going on, but she's got playing it cool like she doesn't. And he's like, he wants to go to this plastic surgeon. He's wanting to get the cheekbones, the chin, the nose, the works done. And the surgeon won't do it. Because he says the only people that want this done are criminals. In her mind, she's like, mm, he is a criminal, but... She can't say anything, so she's like, all right. She comes up with this plan. She goes, you know, you've got all this designer clothes. I work in the fashion industry. Why don't I sell these clothes for you and get you money that way? And he's like, brilliant. So they get back to wherever he's at, pack three huge suitcases full of this designer clothes. Doesn't even help her take it to the car. Again, douchebag. All about me. So narcissistic. Uh, sells She sells them on eBay. Keeps the money. He's calling like, where's my money? I need it today. What are you doing to me? And she's like, oh, I just, I haven't sold any of it yet. As she's pocketing it, you know, which I'm like, good for you. He's irate, threatens her in voicemails. I will be your worst enemy you've ever seen in your life. You will want war, you will get war. Blah, blah, blah. Enemy, enemy. Blah, 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 blah. It's hilarious. He took women, for, and maybe some men too, for millions of dollars. Millions of dollars, right? Then he loses it all. 
Stan in hostels, claims he's now the homeless king. He even asks her to buy him a lottery ticket. And his threat is, oh, I love the threat, every action has a reaction. I guess we're seeing that now, aren't we? All right. So uh, for he ends up going to jail, 15 months uh, sentenced to jail in Israeli, released after five months. All right. After his release, he launches a website offering business advice for a fee. The bodyguard, the business partner, the baby mama, none of them were ever charged with anything. Uh, Polina, the model chick from Greece, uh, broke up with him when she discovered he was cheating. Uh, he has to live in Israel now, I, I guess, you know, but he's a free man there, so he's in Israel last time we see. Uh, he's back to buying designer clothes, uh, you know, going all over the globe. Uh, his financial woes seem to be gone. Now, Cecilia, Pernilla, and Eileen still paying off their debts. Simon was never charged with defrauding them because I guess it was the whole, oh, they loaned it to me and I'm going to pay them back. Yeah. It's estimated that he swindled $10 million from victims all over the globe. And since his release, he's been back on Tinder. Uh, he's got an Israeli girlfriend. Uh, he's asked to participate in the, the film. And he left a voicemail threatening, I, I will sue you. I will take everything from you for your defamation. Uh, and now Tinder and Hinge and some of these other dating sites have banned him. <sighs> Simon, brilliant. I mean, fucking kudos to you. I feel bad for these women. And I don't. I mean, I, we should not shame them. I don't necessarily consider them gold diggers. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But he's a fucking dick and he needs to be horse whipped. And it's a shame that he only got five months. But against the whole, oh, they loaned me money, you know. So it's, you know, it's not up to me. Mm. So kudos, Simon, whatever your name is. Uh, hope you like this. Uh, definitely check that out on Netflix. If you like this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button, click on the little bell to get notifications. And if you don't, I don't care. You know, I, I appreciate the three of you that listen and watch me. So come back and see me again. 